0: Last night we spoke about the story of Aid and Gera brought in the Tsukim. The is a very interesting chazal. And we said earlier last night that Mayab was a descendant of Lot, from the two nations from Lot's daughters. And in the Midrash Hashem Kilo has complaints against Mayab and among the same reason that they didn't. Repay the chassadim that Abram Avina did for Lot, and it's interesting. The midrash details four different chassadim that Abram did for Lot. The first chass that Abram did for Lot was that when Abram left uh, Haran to come to Eretz Israel, when Hashem told him to leave the and he left and brought all these things with him to Eretz Canaan, Eretz Israel, So it says he brought Lot with him. Uh, his Lot was an orphan. Uh, Lot's father, ran had died, so Avram took, took him, and he brought him with him to Eres Israel. The second chesed that was done to Lot is when Avram went down to Mitzrayim and was given great wealth after the whole episode with Sarah. So it says, as Avram was also he also was very wealthy. So his possessions, his wealth also came as a result of Avram. The third chesed, this is an obvious one, that Avram did is that when Lot was captured by the four kings, Right. It says clearly that they took Lot, Akhi, Abram, captured him and they took him as a hostage. And Abram chased after them, which was the reason he chased them, right? And in order to rescue Lot. He went to war for Lot. And the last point, which was, uh, Lot should have been grateful to Abram for, was uh, what the apostle tells us, that when the stone was overturned and everyone was destroyed, so it says Hashem saved Lot from the Hafeiqa, from the... Right, so lot of four reasons to be grateful for Abri- Abraha. Uh, it seems like he was, that he was saved Now, the, the Midrash says that there were four things that the B'nai Lot did, so to speak, to Kla Yisrael, which showed the ingratitude. First, in the time of the Midbar, they hired Bilam, Bilam to come and curse Kla Yisrael. Uh, the second one is here, the story of Egdon, the king of Moab who was attacked by Israel. The third one is later on in the time of the kings, the time of King Hoshapat. So there also there was the war between the B'nai Moab and the B'nai Amon who came to attack Israel again. Did you suddenly tell his parents or something that they call No. The, the last one is the time of the Khurban based on So it says that Bnei Amon and Moab Went uh, to find the kruvim, and they paraded them around the streets of wherever they were, in all the cities, right to to show that that they also have images, so to speak, in the and the Okay, so now we meant to understand a midrash uh, like this. It's not a random four things for a random four things. It's le'met which means there are obviously specific points which lot gained from Avram and uh, the four four things that Neamun of in this case did to claw Israel were were exactly the opposite of what they should have what they should have uh, paid them back with gratitude. So first let's start the discussion by asking what moral khi of the Neilot have, so to speak, to reciprocate to reciprocate the the Khassadim of Avram to their ancestor. Now you'll see an interesting thing. That Khazal do consider this a moral responsibility. And I'll give you an even more extreme example of this. There's something amazing to think about. You know, there's a period we say after Kris and Megillah on Purim. It's called the Satha Shahini. there's a the puart which sums up the story of the and it talks about what a bad person Haman was. And when it's described, you know, you want to see how bad Haman was, it says, (laughs) That Haman's called to task, that he didn't remember the the chesed that Shul did for his ancestor Agag, that didn't kill him on the spot. Because had Shul killed Agag on the spot, then there wouldn't have been Haman. Now, you wouldn't have thought that so much as the chesed, Agag did get killed, the whole Amalekian nation got killed, it just happened a bit later. But nevertheless, Homer was taken to task, he didn't remember the Khasteshol that because that he was born. So it's an interesting thing, we see that there's some kind of a moral imperative um, to remember the, the descendants of somebody who to the chesed to the tavah was ancestors. If we have to make it into today's terms, it's not we hard to understand. If a person's grandfather was saved from the Holocaust by some benefactor, so we expect his grandchildren to be grateful to the, the grandchildren of whoever that benefactor was. If a person realizes that there was, this person's chus or so this person's effort which saved them, or they say even saved their grandfather or their great grandfather, whatever it's going to be, so we feel indebted because it's only because of that we're here. But, this is, is but at least let's talk about Amalek and Moav, that they definitely owed their existence to Avraham on four separate occasions, and therefore definitely there was a claim against them that they didn't repay the chesed which was done to them. So if have tried to line up the four, uh, so to speak, favours that Avram did for Lot, what are they? And then we'll see how, in each case, Lot reciprocated or Nay no, Lot reciprocated bad for good. So what are the four uh, chassadim that were Avram did for Lot? The first one that he took him out of Rechastim is Bemunna. Had Lot remained in Rechastim, he would have been an idol worshiper like all the other people of the place. But Avram taking him with him when he came to Israel, so Avram basically brought him to Akhaz Khan for So the first chesed Avram did for was that he brought him with him to Yisrael and in that way he de- he detached him from his idolatrous upbringings, maybe even was the care of him, and made him remain in The second one is taking him to Mitzrayim. Lot also got wealth. He says, looked after him financially, he gave him wealth. The third one was that in the, he, went to ba- he went to war to save him. He went to war to save him. And the fourth one is that Avraham stu- helped Lot too. In other words, it wasn't something Avram did physically, but said the fact that he was a relative of avram so that gave him a that spiritually uh, stood Lot in could good stead, and that's why even though Lot wouldn't have deserved on his own to be saved from Shittam, the master of Avram protected him. So now that's what we would have expected Lot to recognize as chassadin and reciprocate accordingly, but the Midrash gives four examples of how have uh reciprocated bad for good reciprocated bad for good and uh, it's it's interesting that each one was exactly the opposite of what we would have expected them to do so the first story in the torah is the story of the story of bila that benay maya balak the king of maya calls bila to come close to israel and when that doesn't work so then they try and uh bila gives them the aid so that if you'll cause clai israel to sin then you'll have the same effect. It'll destroy Klai Yisrael spiritually. This was connected, so to speak, Avram's schos, which was stood up a lot and stayed from storm when everyone else was destroyed. So instead of trying to help Klai Yisrael or provide a for them, it's exactly the exact opposite. They tried to find a way spiritually to destroy them, whether it would be through Bidham's curses or through their Arnavarius, but it was, uh, so to speak, reciprocating, bad for good. They tried to cause, not schos for Klai but the opposite, to try to increase harvest for Klai uh, the second case, the second story, is the story here of Eglan Melechmer, and it seems that uh, the extent of what Eglan did to was to take money. He invaded Klai Israel and had to pay him tri- tribute, had to bring him whatever taxes he wanted. And that was connected to the chesed that Avram did for lots, that he, that he made sure that he could be, became wealthy. So... B'nai Lot should have tried to enrich themselves at the expense of the Jewish people. Exactly the opposite. But that was the way Abedon here. The king of Moab, he again reciprocated bad for good. The third case was the fact that Abram went to war to save Lot. And this starts regarding the time of Yashachot when the kings of Amun and Moab and Midian came together to fight against, to fight against Phaneshul. So instead of Abram who had gone to war to save Lot, they banded together to come towards the destroy of Israel. Uh, and the fourth case was the time of the Khurban. Like we said, that they went around to show all the other nations that Klai Israel, uh, so to speak, also over there, we also have images in the So that was a direct uh, contradiction to the Cheser that Ram did for that, and that he saved him from a Zahra, and he brought him to, to, brought him to recognize Hashem. So now, the, the way we were paid back, Bad for good. Okay. B'vnei Mayab is that the keter spread rumors that we will also have that way to desire. So the midrash is pointing out how uh, in every single case, the chesed that was done uh, from the pelot was reciprocated there Why does the midrash mention Harav? So and, uh, talk about the keter ha chazal. Look at Eglon, and uh, that was in all four cases the Ta'ina on the Ta'ina on Ma'av, it's interesting, in each case, the king of was killed, except for the Nazna, which is the Chabrin. But in the first three cases, the king of was killed for it. Whether well, there was Barak in the time of the Midbar, um, well, he, at least uh, he wasn't killed at the time of the war. After that, right, Barak was kicked out. Oh, no, was killed. Birum was killed, Barak was only the king by Asahi after he was of. Um, Egon was killed in the time of Yeshaphat, the king of Mesh, the king of, the king of was killed there as well. It was. Uh, they misused, so to speak, their chance to be, to be good to Kla Yisrael. Now, there's one more interesting point. And that is interesting, the Midrash to bring this. But when the Passock says, that Barachel gave to Abram he gave him the lands of ten nations. Besides the seven nations of Canaan, he also gave him three more lands. And the Passock says, it says the K'ni, the K'ni, and the Kadwani. What happened to those other three lands which were meant to have come to Kla Yisrael? So the Chazal tell us that one was Har which went to Asaf, and the other two were the lands of Amun and which means that in the very place that these nations were living was land which was promised to Ramavino. It wasn't even their own territory, which was territory which really would have, should have come to Klai But being as they were also connected to Ramavino, they, had, they kind of took part of the land which was promised to us. It's interesting, how mentioned it in the context, but it's also something which know that definitely wasn't reciprocated, that the land that they were living on was really damages meant for us?
1: That's what it
0: says in the future. Kol will give us those meant as well. Can have you? Is... Sorry. Can we have um. Okay, that's the uh, so that that was we spoke about the, back, the more background the story of of Avod Ben Ger and uh, and Ma'at. Like we said, it's an interesting thing. We don't find that Ayyud uh, judged Klay Israel or led him in terror. Ayyud was then sent to save him, and uh, he did. He t- was he, no, he's, he's a shayfet. He saved Klay Yisrael from, from Moab. He also then afterward led the counterattack which destroyed or killed the standing Moab army who was in there like we saw. And uh, after this, a period of quiet for 80 years. How did they know that he was the next person? the it says that there was a certain ratislach uh, of Rach Hashem. There was a certain Kodesh that they got, a certain spirit of Gverd Hashem, gave them to be leaders. Here it doesn't say that, but uh, the message. Ha- the people thought ha- that he had the Rach Hashem? In, some, in, in the case of some of the Shatim, we'll see that they did. Um, Yes, it was but we don't know how Hashem made that known to the rest of the Jewish people. Or it could just be that he, when he told them what he had done, that he, you know, he called everyone to defend themselves because being as he just killed the king, there was going to be you know, a counterattack, whatever it is, so they rallied behind him. That goes the be that A person took leadership and they joined him. The next Shafet is an interesting story. The of Hashem Afterwards Hashem um, now, this interesting is the story of Shemuel Anas, as opposed to the other shayptim, it doesn't start with the preamble that guys did the wrong thing and they were punished and then they went and Hashem saved them. This is he came, next came Shemuel and this this the first thing he explained that this the Tzadok says this was when Ayez was still alive. When Ayez was still alive, the previous shayptim was still alive. He was alive for a long time. We saw he was those was 80 years time span after the story of Egon that Eyal was so to speak the leader. And towards the end of Eyal's life was the story of Shemgar. So there wasn't like a case where the previous shepherd had had died and now Clayishol had receded into a reserve and then uh, they had to go to the process again. Shamgar was there to save them from a the threat, but it was without all the stages in between. What did he do? He killed 600 soldiers. The which means with the uh, yoke of the oxen. When he pulled the plow, there was a ma'am that the plow straight, the canary metal piece, whatever it is, and he used that to attack the Prishti, and he managed to kill 600 Prishti with that. In other words, the fact that the Prishti had come to attack Israel and Shamgar held them off with this farming implement, that was the Hatsada for was Israel. Now, the interesting thing over here, there's a stir between the Gemara and the Midrash. The Gemara says in Sukkah, From every Shaivet, there must have been a Navi and a Shaivet. There are enough Shaivet to that. The Nach doesn't always tell us who's from which Shaivet. Some of them we know. For example, Asniyot was from Yehuda, we know that. This is the first. Ayud was Ben-Gerah Haimini. That's from Ben-Yamin. So we know that as well. Which Shaivet was Shambhar from? It doesn't say. So that's on the one side. There is a Gemara that says that every Shabbat was man, and shabtim. Shavit, and but the Midrash says, different, the Midrash says that there was a shevet from every shevet except for Shimon. Because after the story of Baal Pahar, the Shimon wasn't right for leadership. And therefore they didn't deserve to have a shevet. So it's a bit of a stir. The Gemara says there was no except never Shabbat. And the Midrash says that Shimon didn't have a shavit. Either way around, the way that the Mephashim resolved this there is that Shamgar was from Shimon about now. he was in an interesting position because he never led Klai Yisrael because it was a period when Aaron ben was still alive. So officially, Aaron was the leader. He must have been an old man at that stage. But he was still the leader. But the he he acted to save Klai Yisrael from an enemy. So the job of the Shevet is being the one to through whom the Yeshua came. could do to be a leader of Klai Yisrael, He wasn't, and then that, therefore there's no steering. When the when the Gemara says in Sukkah that's there was no Shephet, it wasn't my Shephet, it means that someone who saved Claesral and Shemin also had someone who saved which was stronger than us. When the Midrash says that shimon wasn't there for to leadership because of the story of Balpar, so it's true because even though they had a Shephet or someone who saved Klai Israel, he never was really the leader because um, Abe was still alive, which is why also it tells the story of Shomgar. It doesn't say like for all the other Shephetim how long he was in charge for or how long Klai Israel had peace of it. It wasn't an independent rule. It was under the, so to speak, the over, overarching authority of Ayod, who was still a And This is also the first time we come across the Plishtim. The Plishtim were going to be a steady thorn in the side of Klai throughout the period of the and the kings. The first time we actually found that they attacked Klai is now in the time of Shana and Nos, and the nice was that he managed to defeat them with this Maumad dabaka, with the, like we said, the, the plow of of, that was used for Used for the oxen, and that was a nest. And this foreshadows a similar story later on uh, with the Plishtim. A number of times, we're going to see later on, both by Shimshon and others, when they defeated the Plishtim, it was with unconventional weapons. I mean, just as an example, in a similar case, Shimshon at the end of the Shavhtim, he used the jaw of a donkey to fight the Plishtim. And you wonder always, why was there uh, such like. Original weapons that they used to fight the pistol with, well, they just use the normal swords or whatever spears, whatever they had. Isn't the so them oh, from that's so the answer. So it says clearly in the Nach later on that uh, the priests maintained, a, so to speak, a very strict uh, limit on the amount of metal the cholesterol could produce, and therefore they wouldn't let them produce. They wouldn't let them produce uh, weapons, which is like going to say a number of times in the Nach. There was a, especially when the Plishti were in control, there was a shortage of weapons. David Amedek, when he went to find the sword, he couldn't get a sword. He had to go find what happened to the sword of God. yes, because Klaishol couldn't produce weapons. And therefore, they, they didn't have much to use, right? The same thing when it talks about the, one of the battles of Shoals against the Plishti. Kaisal had two swords. Shoals had one instead of the other one. Right? Where are all the other soldiers? Let's find other things to use because they weren't allowed to... You know, the Pishman is to keep control on the production of metal. Tafkus they shouldn't make armaments, they shouldn't make weapons. So something over here. Shamgar can there was already fish influence at the time and therefore if he had to hold back the fish he had to use a plough. It was the only thing of metal he had. Which was the, so the tooth of the plough which which uh, Hashem did the and he managed to 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 hold up the position to defeat them with that. Uh, that's the that's the simple chat in the story of Shankar. Like we said, he was a messiah, but he wasn't independent. It was within the reign of Ehud. But if that's the case, the fact that Klai was suffering from an additional enemy. While Aid was still alive, is Mashla Klaisra weren't keeping the terror so well, even though Aid was still alive, so that we said before. Aid was a leader, but we don't find he was a Torah leader. We don't find he was teaching them or saving them from going back into Zara. And that's why the Christian could attack again while he was still alive. And needed another nace, another shepherds to save them. There's a... One of... It's brought in one of the Sifra Kabbalah, an interesting thing. It, it doesn't explain, but it says was... But it says that Shamgar was a Gilgul of Gershom and Moshe. Moshe's tongue, Gershom. The, the, the letter Shamgar, the same as, as Gershom, just in other words. And just not in the back, Gershom. The same letters and it says that the the fairy says that's why it doesn't it doesn't say that he he, he got up to say fashion. And this is the Akhar of Hoya. It obviously he was there, which means that it wasn't like you know someone knew, it was uh, an existing uh, existing person that knew about before. Now that doesn't look with the midrash before, because if that's the case, if it was gershon and would have been from Shavid Levi. But uh, Gilgul back to the same shape. If I mean a Gilgal, then not. If I mean it's just the same person who come back with a different name, right? then, it's, uh, <coughs> then they say that, the, right, so if that's the case, then they're not Now, the story of Gershom and is much an interesting story because we're going to see that uh, this was also the time of, we're going to see at the end of Shafatim, the story of Pesel Mecha. The story of Pesel Mecha. And we're going to see the story of Pesel Mecha that he found a kohen to work for his Ave yeah, the idol of Mecha, which comes at the end of Sefer Shoftim. you are going to see in the story of the of Mecha that he, he he found somebody a Levi to officiate before his avodah So to as I speak, bring a sacrifice, whatever it was. And Chazal tell us that the name of the name of the, the this person that he chose to be the priest for his avodah was the son of Gershon and Meisha. Uh, it's interesting, this is the same period. It's, it's interesting that uh, on the one hand, Gershom, or either you know, it was himself or Gilgal, it's not exactly true, he meant it, was saving Kai Israel. Whereas his son was the one who was involved in uh, the festival. Isn't everyone a Gilgal?